If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. We're back for another week, another episode with my co-host, Nader Tater. Today, we have two stories. One, kind of a bit of a rivalry between Digimon and Pokemon. I know, right? It's kind of odd. Second story, though, kind of grinds my gears a bit. It's a guy who decided that he was going to cheat in a regionals match for the Pokemon TCG. But first, let's get into the Digimon-Pokemon rivalry. It appears that Digimon and Pokemon in the early years, you know, Red and Blue and the early, early games of Digimon, which unfortunately I didn't really play, uh, there seems to be some rivalry or some discussion saying that they were completely different night and day. I mean, of course, one's Pokemon, one's Digimon, but apparently there's a few things that really stand out. Uh, For one, apparently they have two different types of stories. I mean, yes, technically, but like I was discussing here with my co-host before the podcast, if you look at the older games, or the newer games, I should say, they're actually very similar. But uh, what do you think, bud? Well, yeah, like you were saying about that, it, from the article article standpoint, it really only talks about the older games, so it gives you a, a kind of a different side and story of it. Um, and as far as I saw, you know, there was only this one. There were a couple older ones uh, when the games were first starting up as well, um, talking about their similarities, but then again, it being the the OG stuff. And kind of doesn't give you a super great depiction because, you know, like you were saying, the newer games being very, a lot more very similar comparative to the old games where uh what did it say one it was talking about one of the games and how uh many ads on this oh i know right yeah that's that's the downside when you're looking at news articles or articles there's so many ads uh but essentially i mean in the older games yeah there was quite a bit of a, a story difference uh but like i was explaining to you before the podcast here in the newer games uh they essentially do have the same kind of storyline esque you know they're very parallel Uh, In Pokemon, you're point A to point Z, uh, fighting trainers, moving on to the Indigo Plateau or uh, Final Four, whatever it may be. Uh, Whereas in Digimon, again, same thing with the newer games. I'm speaking newer games here, guys, where, again, in order to move on from point A to point B to point C, you have to fight stronger Digimon in order to unlock different sections, kind of like how you have to unlock sections in Pokemon. You can't just go from point A to point Z and complete the game without beating all the other trainers. Um, in Digimon, it's the same thing. You you move on 
from one section to the other. You fight other Digimon in order to get stronger, in order to beat those sections. And then, obviously, just like Pokemon, there's one last battle to finish it all off. Whether it be the champion in Pokemon or the ultimate Digimon in Digimon. Um, but another thing that they touched on was Pokemon's evolution and Digimon's D Digi evolution are not the same mechanic. Which, again, uh, yes and no. Depends on what you're looking at. For instance, they talk about how Digimon can go from one Digimon to a completely other, to a completely other, to a completely other, based on how you treat the Pokemon, or the, the Digimon, sorry. But Pokemon are the same way, especially evolutions. I mean, I just thought of that the other day when we were looking over these articles. Evolutions, depending on what you do, depends on what Eevee evolves into. If it's nighttime, it could get be it could be uh, an Ombreon. Uh, I think you need a massive amount of friendship in order for it to become a Sylveon. So I mean, it all depends. Um, which other one was it? Uh, Lycanroc, or like Lycroc? I think um, he's another Pokemon. It depends on the conditions. He will evolve into one of the different forms. Um, but I mean. They're talking about how Pokemon, when they evolve, it's permanent. You can't go back. Now, that is true and not true in Digimon. In Digimon, um, yes, you can go forward and you can go backwards. It's not ideal, though, because especially in the old or in the newer games, um, when you go from forwards or from forwards to backwards, you lose certain things. And you may not be able to actually change the Digimon going from either point A to point B, but instead you want to go from point A to point C. Depending on what the criteria is, you may not be able to. Um, so it's, I mean, yes and no. Um, but, I mean, what do you think about the that whole thing? I mean, yeah, I could see where they're similar in some aspects. But, you know, like the article does a pretty good job explaining uh, pretty detailedly, you know, how they can go back. It depends on how they're, you know, how exactly, exactly strong they are versus how strong they are going to get. It just depends on how they're treated. And, and I see there being, you know, similarities in that, you know, it can they kind of look alike, but them being able to turn into different Digimon makes it. I feel a little different and I feel like, you know, that'd basically be playing like some kind of random Nuzlocke for one of the Pokemon games where it's randomized. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing. So like we've heard uh, a ton about Nuzlocke's before and it's, I don't think you could do it for Digimon though. That's the thing. Uh, you're, you're, I mean, when your Digimon die, they essentially go right back down to the beginner level. I mean, just start oh, over again. Yeah, so you just basically start all over. Uh, but but you're at that point, so you're kind of screwed. You have to go back and basically pound the dirt to try and level up these guys again before you can go back to the section that you were just at and, and start all over. And uh, so would you say that the uh, newer Digimon games being the way that they are, you know, having to basically start over if it dies essentially um 
would you say that that's they're harder than the newer Pokemon games like Arceus, or as well as them being harder as the older games as well? Um, well, so that's the thing. Like, I I can't really compare it to Arceus because um, I haven't really played that one. Um, but in general, I I, th I think Digimon is slightly harder uh, in the sense that you really have to try and plan out your Digimon. Uh, so, like, for instance, if you have Agumon and you want him to get to, I don't know, War Greymon, uh, you really have to start and, and sit there and think, okay, in order for me to get from point A to point Z with this Digimon, I need to complete these steps. But in order to complete these steps, you really have to either slow down or go completely out of your way to do certain things and and so on and so forth. Whereas Pokemon, for the most part, it's simply one mechanic. Essentially just level it up, right? Uh, level it up as much as you can and then it'll evolve for the most part. I mean, there are ones where you have to use stones and stuff like that. But, I mean, theoretically, it's really not that hard to find a stone uh, whereas with Digimon, you know, you need a certain amount of friendship. Well, in order to do that, you have to do certain things. You have to do certain interactions. You can't have your Digimon drop down to a certain health level most times in order to keep it happy. Uh, it's, uh, you're, you're dealing with, dealing with a cyber version of a princess, essentially. You really have to cater to these things, uh, hand and foot. In order to make sure that you can get to the point that you want to get to with that Digimon, depending on what you want to do, um, so I I I mean I find it much harder in my in my opinion. You know, like Emerald, where you you know that being a mid game, um, but grinding, you know, you have to <clears throat> excuse me, you have to grind pretty hard to get your Pokemon to the level that they need to be at, and you have to do that individually. You know, in the newer games. The XP share makes it completely different, you know, I mean, you just can use one Pokemon and that will basically get you through the, up until you get to gym battles on the Elite Four and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and finally, they talk about in this article that Digimon and Pokemon went in completely different directions, um, which again, based on our, our conversation so far, they really haven't. Uh, especially the newer Digimon games, especially the newer Pokemon games. I mean, really, any Pokemon game, really. And uh -huh. please, you know, prove me wrong, guys. If you want to send me a message on Instagram, you know, send my co-host a message on Instagram, spam us, prove us wrong. Um, they are basically the same mechanic. I mean, hate me if you want. The whole point of both games is to get from point A to point Z, defeating opponents on the way to get to the end trainer or the end Digimon and complete the game. I mean, same mechanic, different situation when you really look at it. Exactly. was uh, sitting there watching Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't know if you've heard or seen that anime, but it basically, in comparison to these two, my Hero Academia and Jujutsu Kaisen basically have the exact same storyline, but there's just a lot of different. There's so many differences surrounding the two, the two that they don't appear to be the same. Yeah, I mean, 
Um, and that's the thing with a lot of these stuff. Like, there are very similarities. But yes, they are very different in the sense. I mean, it's potato, potato. You're going to see similarities, but you are going to see differences with anything. Whether it be Pokemon, Digimon, uh, one anime to the other anime, card game to card game. It doesn't really matter. You're going to see differences. And finally, one thing that really, really gets me scratching my head, and actually both of us, because we really don't know what the heck is going to happen going forward. I mean, I haven't seen any news articles about it going forward. Uh, it's going to be interesting. But a pro Pokemon TCG player accused of cheating at the Baltimore Regionals. This is just recently, guys, like a couple weeks ago. Uh, basically, with the World Championship now finished, Regionals have once again picked up. Uh, I heard rumors that, or I heard um, them saying that they were trying to finish the regionals from previous years that they couldn't get done because of restrictions and whatnot. Um, this might have been one of them, but I'm not too sure. Uh, but this was a regional in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, which just officially concluded, but not without a bit of controversy. Uh, it appears that Isaiah... Bradner was accused of cheating during a match in the Swiss round four. After Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Using the Arita trainer card. Uh, the situation occurred during his match against opponent Xandir Pero, who actually, um, I've seen him play. He's actually a really, really good trainer. Uh, when Bradner played a Arita trainer card. now. For people who don't really know, and I didn't really know until I actually read the card and saw it, uh, the trainer card allows the player to search their deck for a water-type Pokemon and an item card, okay? Keep this in mind. The player then reveals those cards to the opponent, puts them into their hand, and shuffles their deck. However, this cheating little SLB decided to choose two item cards instead of an item card and a water Pokemon. He chose a cross uh, switcher and a quick ball. Hmm. Though, now this is where it gets interesting. The commentators were quick to notice what happened. Bradner immediately played the quick ball and moved it to his discard pile. Okay. So he begins going through his cards one more time. Piero also noticed Bradner's move and asked him to show the cards he chose. I mean, yes, you are allowed to ask the trainer to show the cards he chose. In fact, it actually says on the trainer card, you must show those cards to the op opposite trainer. He didn't do that at first. 
so he asked him to, um, Piero knows Garner's move and asked him to show the cards. Instead of showing him both item cards, because then that would be admitting to cheating, uh, he instead showed Piero the Cross Switcher card and the Palkia V-Star card uh, to coincide with the trainer card, making it look like he had the Great Ball already in his hand. Uh, unfortunately, the match continued with no interference from judges, which really, really pisses me off. Because how do you have your opponent notice, commentators notice, but not the judges? And why did the judges not interfere if they didn't, or if they did see it? Uh, still, both Peril uh, and the match commentators weren't the only ones to notice the incident, as TCG fans took to social media to call him out. Uh, at the time of writing this, which was on September 18th, Pokemon has made no official statement or ruling on the situation. Additionally, Bradner nor Pero have commented on the situation either, though his move would likely only count as a minor infraction according to the Pokemon official penalty guidelines. It's still something that should be reviewed officially. So what do you think about that? I about that. Looking into the other articles that I was seeing about them, you know, basically doing uh seeing it immediately and taking action right away and not and that not being the case here it does make it kind of fishy for some reason and you know the more you read the article and going over it and over it again you know him showing him the cards and everything the way he does does make it just seem like he was trying to pull a quick one and you know as i said earlier you know maybe he thought it was a mistake and he meant to pick up these two cards and he accidentally picked that one up. But, you know, with as many cameras as there are today and as many people watching this worldwide and everything, it, it doesn't make sense for the judges and the announcers saying something about it doesn't, doesn't add up. Like there's, like I said earlier, you know, they must be in cahoots or something because that, that doesn't happen very often. And, you know, going back to older cheaters you know who cheated and they got restricted for coming back to tournaments for years at a time and just you know full disqualification never being allowed to come back at all and that not being the case here it being a draw and them still not having saying anything of repercussion wise what's going to happen if they both move on if they're going to have to play again if you know it, it's it's kind of weird that they're not giving us a little bit more from something as serious and i didn't know as serious until you had said you know some of these tournaments play for fifty five thousand dollars scholarships give or take and that's just really not okay if you're trying to cheat on something on that sort with all the attention of media and live attention as well and nothing nothing happening at all whatsoever yeah exactly like and like i said before the podcast if this guy had gone on to win the regionals I mean, there would be major repercussions if he got, say, a scholarship to somewhere based on the sole purpose of the fact that he cheated. Now, if he moves on to, let's say, the World Championships, you know, hypothetically. Now, uh, it doesn't say anywhere that he won the regionals. Thank God. I mean, I'm not going to apologize for that. That guy's a freaking loser for cheating, especially in something as highly anticipated as that. Um, highly supposedly regulated um 
But, you know, let's say hypothetically he won the regionals, no repercussions, moved on to the world championship, won the world championship after nationals. Again, no repercussions. This guy walks away with the prize money of winning, you know, the trophy and everything, world championship, again, on the basis that he cheated. What the hell? Like, why? Like, in my personal opinion, there should have been more communication. There should have been, like, why wasn't the commentators able to interfere? I mean, yes, they're not even in the same area, but, I mean, come on, word spreads like a wildfire. I'm sure you could tell the judges they could review the tapes and whatnot. I mean, quote-unquote tapes, not really tapes anymore, but they could have reviewed the footage, seen that this guy freaking clearly cheated like the scumbag that he is, and kicked his butt to the curb. Like, ah, minor infraction or not, I mean, you cheat, you're out. I don't care what Pokemon says. If you're going to cheat at something that is highly respected like that and that has severe, amazing benefits to winning... You need to be kicked to the curb. Sorry, we'll see you again next year. Or maybe never. I mean, maybe it's the fact that, again, maybe because it's a draw, you know, maybe they'll turn around and say, okay, well, we're going to deduct five points from you. Uh, even if you did move on to nationals, you're way too low, blah, 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 and you'll, you'll never make it to world championships. But, like, come on. Like, they Pokemon should have stepped up and done better. And quite honestly, I'm kind of disappointed that Pokemon didn't actually step up. Uh, again, I'm going to try and look into this, but if somebody has information on this, please feel free to message one of us and let us know. Um, because honestly, it's kind of disgusting and disrespectful, in my opinion. As someone who's just starting out again in the TCG world, uh, you know, I'm doing local tournaments if I can. Um, you know, they don't give you points or anything to go to regionals or nationals. They're just kind of shoot for fun kind of thing. Uh, in fact, my daughter and I are doing a massive 16-game tournament next weekend. Or, I guess, no, this weekend, sorry, coming up. Uh, this weekend coming up, we're doing a massive 16-game tournament. Eight games on Saturday, eight games on Sunday. Winner gets a trophy. Uh, if my daughter wins, she's going to get a trophy, a couple packs of cards, and a crisp $20 bill. I mean, but again, you know, even something just doing something in our in our own house, there's there's no room for cheating. And I've warned her about cheating before. I've explained to her the rules. I actually sat her down and read the rule book and explained to her what infractions are. And in fact, I make it much harder for her because, you know, you're not going to get a small penalty. The rules are simple. You cheat. We're done. Pack up your cards. I'll see you next weekend uh, for another Pokemon battle. You know, it, it's how how my friends and I used to be with Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, we would be very competitive with one another, all of us. You know, and there was a group of five to six of us, and on average, I mean, for at least three to four years, that's all we did. We'd go over, and sleep at each other's houses, play Modern Warfare, and then play Yu-Gi-Oh for hours on end you know and you know you know having that rivalry with your friends you don't anticipate or want to cheat you know you get that feeling of aspiration and what good well-being from just doing your best the best that you can you know and if one of us caught one of us cheating which i think only ever happened once we basically 
excluded him until he promised never to cheat again. And <laughs> if he did, you know, we were never going to play with him. Like, it's just, there's just basic rules and it makes the game not fun when you try to cheat or screen peek, whatever it may be. You know, I got accused of that all the time, but I'm, I'm just good at the game. You can't hate me for that, you know? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and uh, on that note, we're going to say goodnight for another week of uh, Pokemon Cave podcast here. I want to thank uh, all of our listeners. Uh, currently, we are just shy of a thousand downloads left before we hit a, another giveaway. Um, when we hit 2,500 downloads, we're going to, I'm going to be doing a Jason Page signed 45 record. Uh, I mean, I hope everybody knows who Jason Page is. He's the original singer of the Pokemon theme song, the original Pokemon theme song. I have a classic. Yeah. I mean, I have a, uh, I had him personally or not personally signed. It's not a sign or it's not signed to me. I should say it's just signed in general uh, with some extra words scribbled on it inside. He signed the 45 cover and the 45, I believe. So he signed both of them. Uh, so another thousand downloads, just just shy of a thousand downloads, or maybe just over a thousand more downloads. I think we're sitting at like fourteen, almost fifteen hundred downloads right now. Um, once we hit that, we're going to be going to do another giveaway. I'm going to make this giveaway a heck of a lot easier than it was last time around. Uh, I mean, last time I only had I think three people, three or four people go in. And by the end of the end of it, when we were actually doing the, the actual giveaway, there was like maybe two or three people left because they didn't, the third or the fourth person didn't follow along quite as well. Basically, it was like every week you had to listen for a secret phase or phrase, I should say, and then tell me what that word was. And then you were entered or continued to be entered. And I did that for three weeks straight. And again, by the, the end of the third week, we only had three out of the four. So, uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. People's attention spans are pretty low. Heck, mine is too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, good old ADHD. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this time around, I think we'll just do it something simple. Um, you know, we'll do a podcast. Maybe we'll do a, a secret phase phrase i should say god man i can't speak uh we'll say a secret word in it uh basically I'll, I'll give people two weeks to listen to the podcast everyone who tells me the word is entered and that's it and then in two weeks time we'll draw a name live kind of like what i did before and we'll announce the winner live on the podcast i mean sounds pretty fun oh yeah so i mean uh with that being said Again, thank you everyone for joining us for another week and we will see Thanks, you again. Guys. Yeah, we'll we'll see you again next week everyone. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.